Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of On3 Sports. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Cobbs. Would be a little weird. Just outside. Maybe some corn? Yeah, yeah. Maybe Cedric. Cedric Cobbs. Former Arkansas running back. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. Yeah. Guys will just sit around and name random football players. We could literally – I think we should, like, this summer – like on some random July Thursday, we're just going to name dudes for for four. Yes. I've been wanting to do that. I, I mean, I'm in. I'm in. But it's got to be like a summer thing. I had another summer idea. I want to get your thoughts on it in just a minute. But anyway, I want to remind you guys. if you A need, catfish tour? I have another idea. The summer. So uh, if you need coffee, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, they'll ship it right you and don't forget you're supporting the bulldog initiative just like you do with our other sponsor pip printing and signs guys if you own a business you spend money on printing it's just part of the gig you've got to get your message out there you've got to have signage pip printing and signs has been helping businesses for over 30 years here in the state of mississippi they are bulldog owned and operated and now when you give your business to pip printing and you say hey heard about you on thunder and lightning heard about you doing something with the bulldog initiative 10% 10% of whatever business you do goes straight to the Bulldog Initiative in your name. Now, that is a great deal for you, your business, and for Mississippi State. You can't go wrong with it. Call my buddy Camden Baker at 601-499-5216. Guys, you're already spending this money. Why not make sure some of it gets back to Mississippi State and get some of the top printing you can get? When you need printing, call Pip Pip today. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise they are that you're looking for. They're having a big clearance sale right now. I tweeted out the link yesterday. A lot of, of pull, pullovers, polos, stuff like that on clearance. Great prices, so check that out. And, of course, for the upcoming seasons, we've been saying it all along. The state script has taken over. It's time to get some new gear if you haven't already. So get you a new polo, get a new pullover, get it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. Original by Fleet Feet, flow by the half shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant. It is the place to find the best meal in town for lunch, for dinner, for Sunday brunch. It's all right there at Restaurant Tyler. Had lunch there just the other day. It's just fantastic. It's just so good. Uh, so many great options for the meats, for the for the sides. Uh, of course, if you want to, if you're if you're really hungry, I mean, a, a crawfish dip appetizer will never be. You'll never be at the table with me and say, "Hey, do you think we should get a crawfish dip?" You'll never hear me say no. Say no. I'll never. Absolutely. say It just it's just never going to happen. It's always going to be, yeah, we absolutely should do that. So, and if you want to get some barbecue okra on there too, I probably won't turn that down neither. So no, 
You would be crazy to turn it down. No, no, no. So enjoy yourself with a great lunch. If you're if it's lunchtime in Starville, you need to be headed to Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi here to serve you. And folks, I, I like to do business with the people I know. I like to, to, to be able to walk in the front door and say, hey, so-and-so, and hey, so-and-so. I, I like to be able to do that, right? And you can't do that at these big corporate banks. They don't know you. They don't care about you. What you want to do business with is a community bank like uh, Priority One. And if you live in central Mississippi, there's one near you. So give them a call. 601. Uh, why am I thinking give them a call? Don't give them a call. Just go in. You know, you shouldn't call a bank. What are they going to tell you? Don't, unless you, uh, do they still do the, the, the time and temp number? Do they still have that? Surely nobody. Oh, knows. yeah. I remember that. Or they're like, hey, I wonder what time it is. Let me yeah. call the bank. Let me call the bank to find out what time it is <laughs> and the temperature outside. We, we did crazy, crazy things back in the day, man. We we're very smart people. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Uh, before we get into my idea and a few other things, let's go. We, we got to talk about what happened in Oxford. What happened in Oxford? Robbie and I don't know at this time, but future Brian does. So let's go now to our one and only correspondent here on Thunder and Lightning, future Brian. Thanks, guys. This is future Brian reporting to you from the future, from the very late future. It's 1245 in the morning here at the Super Talk studio. Mississippi State falls to Ole Miss 86-82. Again, second game in a row. If you're not a fan of either team and you just watch this game, you got an incredibly high-quality uh, basketball game. The final seven, eight minutes of this game, both teams just throwing haymakers at each other. So many shots made uh, in this game by both squads. Uh, State shoots 54% from the field. This is one of those another one of those games where the box score will lie to you. State shoots 54% from the field, 70% from the line, and out rebounds Ole Miss by 13. I think if you told me all that ahead of time, I would have said State won this game by about 20 points. You see the results. Ole Miss shoots 51% from the field, 40% from behind the arc. State was 44% behind the arc. Incredible. Uh, but the big the big stat is this: fifteen Mississippi State turnovers turns into eighteen Ole Miss points. Ole Miss was able to capitalize on almost every turnover Mississippi State had, and then for the second game in a row, Tolu Smith, kind of a no show, nine points for him on two of five shooting. Paul Jones reported earlier on on three that he had been uh, ill for the past couple of days, but did not play well. Had four turnovers. Sat most of the final few minutes of the game with four fouls. State went to a small lineup that got them back in the game. Um, tied at the half, Ole Miss comes out scorching hot in the second half, pushes the lead out to 10. State was able to climb back, got as close as one, but could never get over the hump. Four Bulldogs in double figures, led by Josh Hubbard, 21 points for him, 15 points for Deshaun Davis. Really great game for Deshaun Davis, who started out the game really poorly. In the first three minutes he played in the first half, he had two turnovers and two fouls. He comes back after that in the second half, 15 points on six of eight, shooting a couple, of couple including a couple of three balls. Really good game for him. Shaq Moore had 14 points. Cam Matthews with his second straight double-double, 16 points, 12 rebounds, 8 of 11 shooting. But all anybody's going to remember is that final shot. And that's the controversy of this game. Uh, the final play, State down 84-82 with the ball and, and a, chance to, uh, a chance to tie or take the lead in the, in the closing moments there. And State runs a play for Cam Matthews that got him a completely open look 
and a, a, a chance to lay the ball in and give State a, a tie game. If he gets fouled, he'll go to the free throw line and give State the lead. He gets fouled, the shot doesn't fall, and he misses both free throws. Misses one, the first one, and then misses the second one intentionally, uh, trying to you know set up a uh, a putback attempt or, or an offensive rebound. He airballs it, and, and it goes from there. Ole Miss gets the ball back. They make a couple of free throws. The final score, 86-82. This is sort of the same thing that you know national sports media have been talking about over the past few days with Detroit and the uh, the 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 analytics versus you know what do you you know what is the common sense approach? If you watch the Detroit San Francisco game, you know Dan Campbell makes some decisions and people are like, ah, kick the field goal, kick the field goal. Here it was. Why give Josh Hubbard the last shot? And I, I agree that I, you know that's obviously your your best choice, right? Was to let Hubbard, who had been shooting pretty well all night, although he did not shoot well in the second half. Uh, he had 16 points in the first half, only five in the second half. But I do think that everybody in that building thought that last play would go to him. But Chris Jans drew up a play that got a guy who at that point was eight of ten from the floor. Uh, an opportunity to to make a layup, and he didn't hit it. And I I, I just can't look at that and say that it was a bad decision. It, it's sort of similar to me if you go back to the game last year against Pitt in the NCAA tournament. Final play of the game, State draws up a play and gets Shaq Moore an absolutely wide open three point shot, and he doesn't make it. And a lot of people are like, why you know why are you not getting the ball to Tolu there? You gotta you gotta. Jans's job is to draw up the plays to give his team the best chance to make buckets. It's on the player to make the shot, and I think Cam Matthews would have told you that. And I was a little sad we didn't get him there in post game. I understand he, I'm sure he was emotional, but you know, and he didn't come to post game after the uh, the Auburn game either. I wish he had. He had a great game in that one too. Would have been complimentary of him. You know, you feel like you let it get away. You scored 82 points on the road. You had four guys in double figures. Deshaun Davis finally makes an appoint an appearance. And you sort of let it get away from you because you turn the ball over and your star player can't do enough for you to get the win. Uh, for Ole Miss, four players in double figures. Uh, Juju Murray, 21 points for him. Matt Morrell, 20 for him. Jim, Jim and Brakefield, 10 points for him. But continuing the great tradition of Ole Miss players having a monster game against Mississippi State when they haven't had one all year. T.J. Caldwell, a player who came into this game averaging 5.8 points per game, 18 points on 6 of 8 shooting, 4 of 5 from from deep, and had uh, 3 rebounds. That's the difference in the game. A guy that on the scouting report you wouldn't have had circled – Comes up and steps up for you, and, and 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 you know you can say the same thing for Mississippi State and Deshaun Davis, right? If State wins this game, that's I'm pointing at that. I'm saying you know Deshaun Davis came out of nowhere to have a big game, and that's that's the difference for State. But Caldwell was the difference for Ole Miss. Really kept them in the game. State led by as many as seven in the first half, but uh, Ole Miss goes on a quick run there at the end. I think a fourteen to seven run. Uh, at the end of the first half to uh, tie the game up into the lock, going into the locker room. Um, and then, like I said, got the lead early in the second half and never relinquished it. Um, again, just a, a really quality basketball game. Really, really good, well-played game, great shot making. Ole Miss, you know, it was, it's interesting. State played such great defense against Auburn on Saturday and, you know, you look at this game and, and you look at the numbers, you go, well, they didn't play very good in, in this game. 
But Ole Miss made a lot of contested shots. They made some tough shots. Now, they had some open looks. Don't, don't get me wrong. State had some defensive bust, and they got some easy looks. But at the same time, Ole Miss, they passed the ball well. They had good ball movement. And then they also had some times where, like I said, they made contested shots. Um, they shot f- The two teams in the second half are incredible. Ole Miss shoots 59% in the second half. State shoots 57%. Uh, State not great off the free throw line in the second half. Six of 11. They were much better in the first half uh, when they would have been eight of nine uh, from the first from that. And Tolu Smith was five of seven from the free throw line. Uh, Cam Matthews, 0 of three from the free throw line. I mean, just killed State. Also, he missed the front end of a one and one. So Matthews at the free throw line. Yeah, and you know that about Cam Matthews. He's not a great free throw shooter. And maybe that's a, a thing you take into account when you draw up that last play because if he does get fouled, it doesn't necessarily help you very much. But again, I can't be overly mad that a a play was drawn up that got one of your your, your leading scorers in this game and one of the best guys at getting to the rim, one of your strongest players, he got him a layup opportunity and he just missed it. You know, I, I, the execution doesn't happen. You know, we, we, our, Leach used to talk about that a lot about execution, and you know, I would be like, eh, you know, it just kind of is what it is. But this is a situation where the coach drew up a play that got a open layup, and you just you just didn't get it, and it hurts. It's not what you wanted, but that is what it is. I can't I can't be overly upset. At the the design of the play, at the design, at the the, the decision to to get the ball to Matthews over Hubbard, or, or you know Shaq Moore or Deshaun Davis, all of those guards were playing well in this game, but I, I can't I can't get overly upset about that idea when you had a wide, you had an open layup attempt, it just doesn't go in, you know. Same thing is you know you, you you in 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 football where you drop a play and a guy's wide open and he just drops the pass. I can't get mad at the coach there. I I have to get mad at you know if I'm going to get mad I get mad at the players. So I thought the it, you know there, there would be a lot of talk about the atmosphere. I thought it was really good. It felt like a big time college basketball game. Uh, there was a good state contingent there. The idea that the the state was going to take over the pavilion that was never going to happen. Ole Miss fans were where they showed up in force uh, for that one. Um, but it was a, like I said, if if you just watched this game, if you didn't have a rooting interest, you were treated to an outstanding basketball game. I'm very interested to see how the rematch in Starkville goes uh, in a, just a, a few weeks from today um, when, when they when they when Ole Miss comes to Starkville. I feel like State will, you know, the, the crowd certainly carried Ole Miss to a, a degree. Jan said he didn't feel like it affected his team, and I probably agree with that, right? Because even down ten, they found a way to get back into the game. I would tell you that, and Beard said the same, that he, I think the crowd carried his team at times uh, and, and kept them in the game. And, and when they made a shot, they, they, they were very appreciative. Very loud at the pavilion. I thought it was a, a good atmosphere and a good crowd. Shout out to the Ole Miss students as I was walking down the, uh, the, the stairs to get to the, uh, the, the press conference. Got a couple of fist bumps. They're like, just not your night. I, I, you know, I, was, I won't lie. I was a little bit like, oh, God, I hope I don't, you know. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm. I'm gonna get a, 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 a lot of attention. I'm not. I'm not a celebrity or anything like that. But you know, some folks know who I am, and I thought maybe it would be a situation where uh, uh, there, there was something said, and everything said was really positive. And, and I, I won't lie to you. I'm a little bit surprised by it, but it was cool. It was cool. Uh, once again, I had two or three Ole Miss fans like, "Hey, really like you on the show." And my streak continues of never getting anyone to, to tell me. No, never getting a state fan to tell me. You know, I really like Richard. So. 
who's now up three to two on me. I'm going to need uh, Jans to get that. I need Purcell. I really need Sam Purcell to find a way to win at the Pavilion if I'm going to avoid wearing a uh, powder blue and red uh, at the uh, at the Palmer Home Radiothon. So. Tough loss for State, and now you look at Saturday, a tough game at Alabama. There was no way you could have known ahead of time there was going to be nine and nine nine SEC games. You're going to play eight quad ones. No way you could have done that. Jans talked about it. He said, I love the challenge. I love the opportunities that we're getting, but we got to find a way to get them. And uh, he's right. And I, I don't know that they're going to win at Alabama. That's going to be a very tough game uh, for Mississippi State to, to, to win. State 0-5 on the road now. Um just just a tough game for the Bulldogs, no question about it. And uh, a fun game, a really good game. I enjoyed watching it, but not the result uh, anybody wearing maroon and white uh, would have wanted. So, again, final score from Oxford. Mississippi State falls to, uh, to uh, what's, what's, what's their name again? I already forgot. To Ole Miss uh, by a final score of 86-82. All right, before we get back to the studio, let's move into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. I could go for a steak right now, but it's a little late for that. I don't think I'm going to go hit up the Waffle House or anything like that. Uh, but maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow we need we need to put a steak down. It'll make me feel better. You know, make me feel something inside. I'm not, maybe I'll be a little less dead inside. You know, you know what I'm saying? Ah, I could go for that. I could go for that right now. Probably you could too. So, you know, make yourself feel better. Put a steak on the grill, grill it up for yourself. You forget this ever happened. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you are looking for. It's just the best. And, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a trip out there this week for sure. And uh, I'm going to get some, uh, some tacos. I'm going to get some, uh, I'm going to get some smoked wings and I'm, I'm just going to enjoy it. And, uh, you know, those are, the, those are the kind of things I'm looking forward to right now. Maybe that maybe that can be a uh, Robbie and Haydad lunch this week. I hope it can be the case. Uh, future Brian, he, he's not. Maybe that's in the future too for for me as well. So, uh, and if you're going to come to Starkville anytime soon, you know, plenty of trips this spring. You need to be heading to Two Brothers Smoked Meats to enjoy a fantastic meal of smoked Southern soul food. Great products and great services. What every business likes to promise you, they deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. They've been doing it now for 49 years. And, folks, when you need technology for your business, you need to call Advantage Business Systems. They've got the best-name brands. They've got great prices. But most importantly, they know how to provide service after the sale. When you're talking about a copier or a printer, you know eventually something's going to go wrong. When you call somebody and you want to know that they're going to be able to take care of you, That's what you get with Advantage Business Systems. 49 years of experience shows you that I'm telling the truth. 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Let's get back to present day and talk to Brian and Robbie. All right, thanks to Future Brian. Hopefully delivered. You know what? You know what? I'm I'm about sick of you, Future Brian. Or I love you, you crazy son of a gun. Here's my idea, by the way. We'll, we'll, we'll whatever happened, we'll talk more about that another time. So, are, are you you know our friends Justin Strawn and and Ryan Nelson, right? Yes, they do the main attraction podcast. They do it's like a, a TV and movies podcast. They they they've gotten pretty good at picked, picked up quite a following, right? I think this summer we should do some like podcasts with them where we talk about sports movies. 
Yes. That's a great idea. All right. I haven't I haven't floated it to them yet. So this is if they're listening, this is the first they're hearing of it. But I, I just I I that's like you know, like you ever listen to the rewatchables? No. Okay, but you know what it is? Yeah. All right. Something something similar like that. I think but like with major league, um, uh, like any given Sunday or or you know, some of our whatever sports whatever sport we, like, we like. We'll figure it we'll out. Figure so we'll do like four or five. If they're up for it, I don't know. If, I don't know if they want to work with us. You know, we we're notoriously uh, terrible people. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times, like on a a Tuesday in June, mm-hmm. we get on here and you're like, okay, what are we going to talk? What about? are we talk about? Yeah. So yeah, we got to we got to get some more content. So that, that, that'll work. All right. Well, we'll 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 we got time on that. We got time. On that. I want to tell you something. I've been wanting to tell you this for the past few hours. You ready? Yes. You're wrong, my friend. I was wrong again. You said Mississippi State couldn't win if Jessica Carter didn't have a big game. Mississippi State, huge win over the Western Tigers, and that was with Jessica Carter, I think only four points in the game. But uh, sort of the same thing that happened on Saturday in a top-10 game for the MSU men. The superstar didn't have their best game, but everybody else around them played really well. That was a great win, an exciting game, and a fun game to watch. And a, a big win for Sam Purcell. Yep, I'm. I'm sorry, Sam. I'm really sorry. You didn't talk to him. Nice. You. I didn't talk to you nice. I was wrong. I told you you were wrong about me looking at box scores. You were correct. But I tell you what, I didn't anticipate was what we saw from Miracle Shepherd. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I don't think Miracle Shepherd's really good and talented, but. What she did was extraordinary for a freshman to come in the ball game, go up against one of the best guards in the country in Haley Van Lith, and absolutely take her lunch money for four quarters was unreal. The performance that she put on, the performance that Darion Rogers put on coming off the bench, they scored 31 points off the bench, those two players. And they outscored LSU 35 to seven, I think, in bench points, that was the ball game. What they did completely counteracted anything that Jessica Carter didn't do. But I'll also say on Jessica Carter, I thought she still made her impact. You look at the stat sheet, doesn't really say that she did much. Four points. I think she had six rebounds. But she disrupted Angel Reese enough. Angel Reese still had 20 points, albeit a lot of it coming from the free throw line. And she cleaned up some misses and things like that. She had 20 points and 18 rebounds. But I thought Jessica played hard and she played uh, a tough ball game. And every single player that came in there made an impact in some form or fashion. But at the end of the day, I thought Miracle Shepard and Darion Rogers were the two that carried this team in this game. And you have to have that in upsets, right? I mean, you have to have these players that aren't usually doing – these big things do big things. And Miracle Shepard was unbelievable. 12 points, six steals, uh, five assists, four rebounds. Darion Rodgers hit four three-pointers. She had 18 points, scored six points in the final minute or so. When they were kind of dying on the vine there in the last four or five minutes, she hit that big three-pointer that was a dagger. Yeah, And they had to have a big shot. She hit the shot, and those kind of plays, those kind of moments, they have to happen when you want to get top 10 upsets. We saw it the other day. 
with Mississippi State's men, Cam Matthews, 11 rebounds, 14 points. DJ Jeffries had such a big game. Players that aren't usually the quote-unquote like stars as far as scoring the most points, things like that, those are the players that have to step up and deliver some big moments for you, and that's what happened. And now this team, I mean, you think about that Tennessee game that they kind of let get away, but correct me if I'm wrong, they've won four. Outside of that, they've won four of their last five. They're, they're kind of hot right now. They're moving up in the net rankings. They're moving up in the bracketology. And they have they have a legitimate chance here to to really push themselves into the top 25. Uh, who, who do they play this weekend? They've got, on Thursday, they've got Kentucky and then on the road, which yeah. is, Kentucky's been pretty bad, but it's a road game. and Road game. You never know. And then A&M on the road, who is, they're a tough team, and that's going to be a tough game. Road games. Yeah. This is they, a big stretch here. If they go three, two and one this week, that's great. But if they're somehow three and zero, oh, that's that's going. They'll be back in the top twenty-five, no question about that. I, I would think so. Really, yeah, I mean, you're sitting there at nineteen and five if yeah. they get through this week. I mean, you're sitting pretty nineteen and five. You'd be six and three in conference play. This this changes a lot for you because no one anticipated Mississippi State winning this game, right? So this, I mean, this affords you a little bit of breathing room. When you win games like this, it's kind of like the men. You know, the men can go on the road and and lose a game or even both games this week and still be okay. You you want to win one of those games, but they can still be okay because they've won two top ten ball games. Right. For the women who have a much more manageable schedule in the back half than the men, you are in really good shape. Now you went. You have to win, I think. You, I think you really have to win in Lexington because Kentucky's so bad. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the Texas A&M game, it, it is what it is. Because after that, you have Georgia and Florida at home, which are very winnable games. This could be a huge uh, run of momentum for Mississippi State if they stay on path. Now, it's it's always tough to play three games in one week. This is a challenge right here for Mississippi State to uh, – have to play three games in one week, and two of them are on the road. So big, big two-game stretch here Thursday and Sunday. Very big games for Mississippi State, and both men and the women, as their tournament resumes are starting to get uh, sharpened up. We'll see what uh, we'll see what it brings, but a great win for, for Sam Purcell in front of a huge crowd. Did it remind you of the old days there with, under Schaefer, that, that, that crowd? Oh, yeah. It was – I, th- I think the TV finally captured a little bit of it with whatever they're doing with the mics. Hopefully that's been rectified because it would have been a shame if it would have been muffled like it has been sound-wise. I thought that, you know, I watched a little bit of it back, and I thought it sounded like a great atmosphere. At the game, it was an incredible atmosphere, and it was reminiscent in a lot of ways to those South Carolina games that we saw under Vic Schaefer it just feels like the hump is making a comeback. And it's it's felt like forever, but it's becoming, again, a very, very difficult place to play. And when it is like it was on Monday night, it's special. It's a really special atmosphere. And, you know, Sam Purcell was a couple of times in the press conference was brought to, t- to tears. You know, he was, he was te- tearing up a little bit thinking about it. Um, that's how good it was last night. The The only thing I wish is that 
people would um, invest in the whiteouts at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. That that's always like I, I can't understand why Mississippi State cannot do a full blown whiteout. Yeah, like they, they advertised this thing last night. That's the crazy thing. Though they advertised this thing from the beginning of the season. And then leading up to this, this week, I, I've never seen a game publicized like as a whiteout as much as this one. Mm-hmm. The marketing team did everything they can to tell everybody wear white. And even after that, knew they weren't going to wear white. So they put a white shirt in everybody's chair. And still, people threw the shirt on the ground and sat there in camo or black shirts. I'm like, for, for four quarters, can you not just put the white shirt on? I don't understand it. They put the camera on people and they're just staring at the camera. The, the DJ is yelling at them, put the shirt on and they're shaking their head. No, like I, what's going on here. It, it makes a lot. It makes perfect sense to me because that's just what they do, man. They, they, Mississippi state fans will never buy into, and look, I feel like football overdoes it because I'll do yeah. and then white and then stripe and then upper deck this and lower I get it. It should just be maroon every game, and then one game is white. That's yeah. how it should be. But even then, like Mullen's first year when they played LSU, I remember that whiteout was really, really good. But mm-hmm. there's just not one since then. And again, part of that is you know the games have not you know been great either. But but I will say they were engaged in the game. That's what that's all you can ask for. The fans were great. So I'm not. I'm not going to bash the fans last night. They did it. The students sold out. I mean, every seat I think was, was filled in the student section. So I think what you're seeing is, you know, Mississippi state fans are investing in basketball. Again, the students are investing in basketball. They're showing up to every game, men or women. And that's awesome. That's awesome to see. I don't know how many times it's been that way for the men and the women. At the yeah. same time, four sellouts in the last six games, I think, for men and women combined. And there's a reason you've won three top 10 games. Yeah. You've made it a very difficult place to play. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's um, it's really cool to see. And I want to give a shout out too to marketing and Mississippi State as a whole for what they're doing at these games. Um, DJ Cujo has been phenomenal. Really added to the atmosphere. atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, if it ever gets diminished, he's he is yelling in that mic for people to get on their feet, and it's right back popping again. I mean, that's what they needed. They needed that jolt of energy, and people really vibe well with this guy. It's it's not like a you know people are scoffing at this guy on the microphone. He actually gets people people going and. Mm-hmm. I think the whole atmosphere right now is is hot, man. Like yeah. it's it's fun. That marketing's done a great job. Yeah, and the teams have done a great job. You know, you can do all the marketing you want, but if you're not winning, nobody cares. State basketball right now is hot. They're playing good basketball. We hope that the, that's still the case. Uh, future Brian will have to ha- let us in on that uh, as he did earlier in the show. All right, tomorrow's show is the rumblings. Get the questions in. We will answer them. And then Friday, we'll, we'll do a little bit more basketball as we recap uh, uh, the Ole Miss game a little bit more. Because, I mean, the the, the, the after effects of that game are going to last a few days. And then look ahead to Saturday's trip to Alabama, uh, another quad one opportunity uh, for the Bulldogs. 
Guys, have a great uh, Wednesday, and we'll be back with you on Thursday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.